Welcome to the Art Life Plan podcast, where we're all about art, creativity, and living your best life. Through stories, insights, and shared experiences, we'll discuss practical approaches to build a creative life for ourselves and our art practices. All right, let's just jump into it. Good. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're going to try something different this month. Um, I have been doing these at the end of the month and I've decided let's try the opposite. So I'm going to try to do these at the beginning of the month instead. So the last time we looked at finding our creative voice and this time I want to talk about styles. And style is one of those things in my art that I know I have personally struggled the most with. Uh, and I thought it'd be a good one to continue our conversation on this. And, you know, how do you embrace the change and adaptation within your work so that you can evolve that art style a little bit further? And art is just like life. It's just going to keep evolving. And we as artists are affected by the trends and technology and personal experiences that shape our work. Hello, algorithm. <laughs> uh, the different art styles that we're going to see are going to show how human expression has changed over time. Uh, across centuries and across cultures. And this interaction between tradition and innovation is going to help us to find our voice, redefine our purpose, and make a lasting impact on art history. And also just a note on that part, I know we think of like the canon of art history, but you know, there's more to art history than just what is being uh, written about in textbooks. Uh, it works within a community, a local level, a familial level. So it's not just this big grandiose art history. We're all voices uh, that are contributing to this in some way. As explorers by nature, we're just going to look within and around us for our inspiration. Um, you know, it's like when we were in school, you know, I'm even saying public school, you know, junior high, high school, and you were in the classroom and you were looking around and seeing how other people were working with the same materials for that project. Uh, so we can't help but in some way, you know, seeing what's around us and then using that as a sort of personal spark for inspiration for whatever it is we were working on uh, in that classroom. And that's why uh, in my classroom, I like to have people have breaks every once in a while just so you can get up stretch your legs, walk around and see what are other people doing on the current project that it is we're working on. Uh, and adapting to change, this is not a choice. This is going to be sort of that must, you know, you have to evolve because it becomes this sort of conversation that links us from the past, the present, and the future. It's connecting generations and it's letting our ideas flow through time and not just time as the overall, but our time also. So in this ongoing conversation, we're going to learn about those who came before us, how to, you know, challenge the nor norms, and also pave the way for future creators. The digital age has opened up new possibilities for us. Technology has broken the boundaries of traditional art, uh, whether you think that's good or bad, totally up to you. And the digital canvas is a limitless playground where we can mix traditional and modern and create works that go beyond our time and space. Uh, and I find a lot of the YouTubers that I watch, they work with Procreate, etc. And when they're starting to explore analog more, uh, one thing I hear a lot, and I do agree with also is, oh, I missed that undo button. Correct. There is no undo button in our analog. Uh, so change. As we know, the only thing constant is change and adaptation is going to be crucial for our creative process. Uh, we can adapt to new environments, we can take in new influences, and we can push the boundary of our art and our craft. We can become storytellers, create works that resonate, and start conversations that spark 
imaginations and, you know, stories for years to come. In the face of change, we're going to need to balance our voice with our new influences. And it's a journey of self-discovery amid various voices and trends. And I know that's kind of the tricky part because those trends, they are awfully fun. Uh, So the artists who find this balance create works that are visually striking and deeply meaningful that reflect their individuality. So how do we do this? Let's take a look at some practical steps that we can either start finding our style or evolve it even further. And you know what I'm going to say. If you've had me in class, I like to say explore and experiment. It is so fun to just experiment with new mediums. And this will help you to discover the one that's going to resonate most with you. Try working with different various art tools. You know, we have our pencils, charcoals, acrylics, water, color, digital tools. Uh, Take notes of which medium feels the most comfortable and exciting for expressing whatever it is that you are interested in expressing your idea with. And this exploration will not only help you find your preferred medium, but it's also going to allow you to develop a versatile new skill set. Uh, It's also good to explore a wide range of subjects in your artistic endeavors. So maybe you want to see what landscapes are like or how does the still life or portrait resonate with you? What about abstract? Um, If you are in the early stage and you're not quite sure what you're interested in communicating, this is the stage you would probably be at. You want to see, you know, what is out there for you and what resonates the most with you and what you're trying to tell the world. You can draw or paint different subjects to identify those that are going to evoke genuine interest and that resonate with you. And this diversity in subject matter is going to contribute to a more well-rounded, expressive body of your work. And it's a great foundation so that you can figure out what you are interested in working with. Another one that I really recommend is just to study the various art movements that have existed before you and what styles throughout history could enrich your artistic vocabulary. Research and experiment with incorporating elements from different styles into your work in order to create a unique and authentic artistic expression. Uh, This blending of influences could contribute to the evolution of your personal style. In my drawing classes, I like to have a weekly exercise where you study the great masters. I know this is a pretty common and typical exercise, but we do it for a reason. Uh, That way you can see, you know, they're sort of the artist's autographic style. So autographic meaning, you know, you know, we all have our signature. So our signature style, our hand moves in a certain way. So if you're in a drawing class, it's nice to practice you know, maybe how Van Gogh did it or what did Michelangelo or Da Vinci's, you know, hand look like when they were drawing. And by hand, I mean like uh, their pressure of their marks, the movement of the mark, the energy, the lines of their mark, etc. And that's why these exercises are really handy when you're trying to find your style so you can see what different ways are out there. Another goodie that I do in class is series. So consider developing a series of artwork that's going to explore some sort of common theme or concept. You can create a series that's going to help you establish this consistent theme and aesthetic within your work. And it's going to also in turn provide a cohesive narrative that's going to allow for your audience to connect with your vision more deeply. And what's nice with this is let's say you have a table of five pieces of paper. You have it all lined up. You can see how the marks, the colors, etc. shift and evolve 
over each of them. And maybe there's little nuggets of truth in them that's going to allow for you to see something that's going to spark something that's going to find what you're going to eventually call your style. And another great way is to just embrace mistakes. And I know we live in a society that sort of... um, puts perfectionism up on a shelf. And I am not a fan of perfectionism. I am always a little bit leery of that word because, um, well, for one, I don't believe it exists. (laughs) Um, I don't see anything wrong with striving to do your hardest, to do your best, etc. But um, this paragon of perfection is something that I think can be really limiting whenever you're working and mistakes are typically what I find in the classroom is where magic happens. So embrace these mistakes and see them as opportunities for unexpected discoveries in your artistic journey. Um, Just as a side note on this, uh, right after grad school eons ago, I was working with a variety of materials and one of them was a Sumi ink and one of them was this strange Uh, fast drying oil paint and I was doing mono prints and when I was working that sumi ink interacted so weirdly in a good way as a spoiler alert with the paint that um, when it was dry I was really sort of taken aback by how it turned out and when in the moment I was like oh no this didn't work right it's bubbling and doing all this weird stuff But after I dried, this piece was one of my favorite pieces at the time that I worked on. And that launched me into a whole new sort of path for my work. And I'm still exploring this, you know, more materialistic approach to my art. As we all know, if you've seen my website, I like to see what different materials do. Um, So that was actually the spark of that moment. And by having one weird material interact with another that felt like a mistake actually ended up being the catalyst for what I'm still exploring today in my work. So don't be afraid to make those errors. Uh, Instead, just use to, you know, get used to analyzing your work critically, learn from that process, and then take those lessons into your future pieces. Use that Sumi ink with your oil paint. Just kidding. I mean, you might want to, who knows, but you know, this is gonna, you know, these adventures of exploration are going to be what might become a catalyst for something in your own work, just like it was for mine back in that day. And this continuous learning process is going to help contribute to your artistic growth, and it's going to help you refine your own unique style. All right, we know it. You know I'm going to say it because I like to talk about community and feedback. So do seek feedback and critique from your peers, mentors. Are you in a part of an online community? This can help you also have someone outside um, your sphere to give you insight into your own, you know, strengths or areas for improvement. A lot of the times in class, uh, during that critique process, you know, we, in my classes are anywhere from 15 to 30 students. And there's usually, I mean, there's 15 to 30 perspectives. And one of these is going to probably, uh, come up with something that the person who's getting feedback from wouldn't have thought of that helps spark that aha moment. So considering different perspectives will help you to refine your understanding of your identity and help guide you into shaping your distinct style. Another fun one is just maintaining a visual journal. Um, I like my thumbnail journals. I like to do my Pinterest boards, uh, but I also have a series that I have uh, ongoing where I 
lay out like seven sketchbooks and each one of those I'm exploring different colorways, lines, marks, etc. cetera. Uh, and in that they're not precious. It's like the ugly, the ugly sketchbook. You can just freely sketch, jot down those ideas, explore concepts. Um, my one cohort uh, member in my MFA program, Gwen, she had amazing, she's the one that actually helped unlock sketchbooking for me uh, because up until that stage, it was, you know, undergrad, we had to have on page one, it's a contour. On page two of your sketchbook, it's a blind contour. And every page was a prescriptive piece that you had to put on it. And high school was the same. And she did not work in this way. She would have like grocery lists or I want to get these paints and this color, et cetera, et cetera. And it would just be like a random leaf, you know, drawing right beside that grocery list. And it was such a freeing way to see how sketching in your own sketchbook, i.e. your sketch journal, that uh, it just opened up worlds for me. That totally shifted how I work in a sketchbook. And now I use it, you know, as an idea generator, uh, a color palette exploration, uh, different materials to make marks, whether it be sticks or pebbles or what have you. Uh, and this is a great way because when I'm working in those, you know, seven in a row, it helps me to review these over time. And I do go back to them quite often just to see where I was at, you know, four months, six months, two years ago, uh, just to see what I was doing. And sometimes those older pieces will sneak their way back into my current work because it's going to reveal those recurring themes and the preferences in your work. And it's also going to give you some insight into the evolution of your artistic voice. So, you know, if you keep sketchbooks, hold on to them so that you can review them for the future. Motifs. Yes, we're going to talk about motifs because uh, in my artistic classes, we talk a lot about that too, but there's a reason for it. And these uh, signature elements or techniques are going to be possibly something that's going to set your work apart. So it could be a color palette, a specific brushstroke, that recurring motif of, mm, I always do cat demos in mine. So my cat motifs, <laughs> these distinctive elements are going to become a hallmark of your artistic identity. Uh, in a lot of my work, I will use very large brushes where I make circles over and over. And I usually do practice circles before I'm actually on the canvas. Um, this actually came from my ceramic work and I would use the circular motif when I was doing my glazing and it, you know, it's the same sort of automated process that my hand knew to do with my ceramics. And then it just started to become incorporated within my paintings. And so these circles you're going to see a lot in my work and you might have something similar too. Uh, so be sure to pay attention if you're doing something that's on a repeat of a motif or a signature element that way. Uh, you can revisit that further. And as a spoiler alert, I did that and really did a deep dive into prehistoric art. But we can talk about that one later. But you know, the symbolism behind all of that um, can become part of your process with research also. Art workshops. We're back on community um, because I do think, you know, a lot of our early formative years within art was in our art classroom. So how do you replicate that once you're out into the world and on your own? Um, art workshops, classes, um, online, online classes and workshops. This is a great way to learn new techniques and to gain insight uh, from those with different experiences from your own. And just this exposure to different teaching styles also can help broaden your artistic toolkit. And it's going to provide you with a diverse range of skills and approaches that 
could enhance your artistic style. Um, those circles came from a ceramics professor who just one off did it. And I remember thinking, oh, I like those. <laughs> and then it became something that I explored, you know, same thing. This is going to be their theme that we explored later down the line. Uh, and the reflection process, let us not forget that. So reflect on your personal experiences, emotions, memories, uh, as these can be a source of inspiration for your artistic choices. You can infuse your work with personal narratives to make it more meaningful and authentic. And it's also going to help you to create a connection between your art and your life. And consistency. Um, so I'm just going to hearken back to our talk earlier in this uh, episode about perfection. Um, and how it's always like, you know, practice makes perfect. Ooh, I hate that. And I think it was a Bean Boss episode podcast where they talked about, no, no, practice makes permanent. And that one resonated with me more because, you know, it's showing that uh, momentum with practice and that consistency is going to help you find your style. It's going to dedicate, you know, if you're consistent with your working, you're going to be able to dedicate regular time to your creation and your creative process. So even if it's just a small sketch or a study every day, one of those great masters, a colorway, um, exploring different mark making techniques for 15 minutes. Um, this consistency is going to be key uh, towards refining your skills and to develop a clear understanding of what is your preferred style over time. Uh, online portfolios. So this is a nice way also to figure out what your style is because it's sort of like with Pinterest when I have students go and part of the brainstorming process is always like find X number of pins on, and this would be for, in this case, um, graphic design, but typographic posters. So find 50 typographic posters that resonate with you and then go back when you're done and review all of those pins and see what that common thread is. And this is where that online portfolio or Instagram or some sort of showcase like Behance, uh, where your work is all on a social media platform. That way you can step back and see what's going on with it. Uh, observing your body of work collectively actually can really help reveal patterns and themes. And it's going to also allow you to track the evolution of your artistic style. Uh, so where were you at point A to B and now you're on M, N, and O? Uh, you can look back then and see how you were slowly getting to where you're at now. Uh, and just remember, finding your art style is a continuous journey and it's okay for it to evolve. And just stay curious with this. Be open to that explore and experiment stage uh, so that you can enjoy that process of self-discovery. And these, you know, image documentation sites, I'll call them just to keep it general, are great just sort of as a visual scrapbook for you just so that you can see you know, like I always, in my earlier work, there was like the um, teal stage and I still do love teal and my work, don't get me wrong, but there was one stage where it was very uh, prevalent in my work and now it's X, Y, Z, but you can see how that teal sort of still sneaks its way in here and there. Uh, and if you don't have a way to reflect back on what you've painted over or drawn or et cetera over the years, um, it can be just really interesting to have that ability to be able to reflect back and see what your process has been like. All right. Just remember, as we wrap this episode up, 
finding your style is a journey and it is okay for it to evolve over time. And that is the one thing I wish when I was getting my bachelor's degree, I wish one person had said that, uh, they usually were saying the opposite. What's your style? What's your style? What's your style? And I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Um, and that's why with my students, I'm like, it is okay. You will get there and then your style might change. And that's okay also. And it can take the lifetime. That's okay. Let it evolve over time. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that we do work with, whether it be consciously or not, um, in our work so that we are able to recognize, you know, common threads within it. Like a Matisse is always going to look like a Matisse. We know the Picassos, we know the Van Goghs, uh, and their style is their style. So how do we find ours? So it's okay if it takes time. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the key is just to stay curious, be open to the exploration and just enjoy that process. Uh, so the process, you know, what are you going to discover about yourself that's going to bring itself into work and it's going to help reinforce what it is that you're working for. So our artistic journey is an exploration that's going to involve experimenting with diverse mediums, subjects, and styles. And by embracing those mistakes, seeking feedback, etc., we can learn how to grow and evolve and refine our voice. As we infuse personal experiences and reflections into our creations, our art becomes a powerful expression of identity and emotion. And this incorporation of a signature element can distinguish our work and it's going to help make it instantly re recognizable. Remember, finding your art style is an ongoing journey and it's going to be marked by curiosity, exploration, and self-discovery. You're going to you know, explore, evolve, adapt, and just enjoy going with that creative flow. And as we wrap up for today, I would love to know how you came to find your voice if you are a more established uh, artist. What steps did you take? How did you find it? And what were your aha moments? Feel free to share your experiences, whether it be by email or on our Instagram. And as ever, I look forward to seeing you the next time.